We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lucky Lefty Podcast, the Anora Boys are in the building. We hope you had a great weekend. We're brought to you by Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. That premium American whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. If you drink, make sure that you do so. Responsibly. You have to do it responsibly. Also left, CFE Nation, presented by Twisted Yeah. Yes, sir. It's a good morning hymn now. Good morning, man. Hey, left audio edibles each and every day. Apple Podcast, Spotify. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We. We. A lot to get to today, left. The show just changed literally like 10 minutes before the show. Yeah. Like we had it all planned out, text all day yesterday, talking That's about right. strength and conditioning coaches, Marcus Freeman, Mike Brown, all of that. That's right. And the next thing you know, yo, say what? So you know what time it is. What's smoking? What's smoking? Ash and Geek. AlonzoJackson.com. We run the city. Jared Parker, the next head coach of Troy. Oh, my God. Notre See, Dame here we go again, blessing, dude. Man. Here we go again. See, this is what I was talking about, left. See, this is this is that this is that bull. This is yep. that bull. Let me let me That's be right. nice. This is that bull. Another offensive coordinator. <laughs> Brings in a guy that he has the vision for and then bounces and leaves somebody else to have the vision for another transfer quarterback. See, this is this is that see this is that this is that foolishness I'm talking about. It's foolishness. It's foolishness. Cause you can't you can't take back the two million we probably paid Riley Leonard. No. And 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 and, and Jared Parker really don't got no loyalty to Riley Leonard. And, and you know why they feel so free and, and they can just move willy-nilly? It's because they don't respect Marcus Freeman. Jared Parker's like, look, dude, you didn't hire me here. 
So I don't have no loyalty to stay here. I'm going to take all the meetings, all the all the different uh, things, like trips I can take because I'm playing the field. Because at the end of the day, Jared Parker had a great season last year to be a first-year head coach, I mean first-year <laughs> head coach of offense, go in there and average the points that he did. There's something to be said for that. However, in terms of building a program, you know, you know people are going to try to poach Notre Dame's coaches. You know that. Notre Dame has seemed to be a, a great jump-off spot for a lot of guys to get their career jobs that they've been looking for. I just think it's kind of crazy that Jared Parker, who wasn't on the top three list, in my opinion, or Marcus Freeman's short list, until he had to be, now gets the opportunity to play the field. I just think it's can't be mad at a man for trying to elevate. But then again, Marcus Freeman got to bring in guys that he wants because I don't believe that they'll be ready to leave as fast as Jared Parker. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, according to reports, your man Jared Parker, offensive coordinator for Notre Dame, is the top choice or has become the top choice in the coaching search for Troy. Now, I'm trying to figure out how this works, bro. Like, you're the OC, you're pitching Jared, I mean, you're pitching Riley Leonard, you're pitching the wide receivers, and while you're pitching them, you're sneaking off to your office interviewing for Troy? Like, how's this work? Like, did Marcus Freeman know you were interviewing for gigs? Did he know you were open to interviewing for gigs? Like, if that's the case, why are you so involved with the portal? I, I, hey, man. So is Gino Gadouli next up as OC like he was at Cincinnati? I Look. Disorganized. And Troy, let's be honest, Troy has been a really solid program. So I don't want to disrespect Troy. A running Troy, football team, for sure. A solid program, a nice jump start for someone that needs their first head coaching job. It has been a really nice stop for guys to take that next step. So I'm not mad, and I'm not knocking the hustle of Jared Park. I'm not knocking the hustle at all. Matter of fact, 
that loud cheer you hear might be Notre Dame fans all across the nation. Like, I mean, yo, it should be the way they talked about him. Man, the way they talked about him, Notre Dame fans are like ecstatic this morning. Like, but for me, once again, it is a portal quarterback coming in with a guy that pitched him with the plan and the vision. The, the best thing about this left is that Tommy left in February. He's leaving in December. And oh, he already he, took the job. Dude, this is like oh, he's, even, he's like you he's even like let going... this dude do you even let this dude coach the bowl game, left? Oh damn. Just think about this dude just had practice with with CJ Carr Saturday. Talking about he, he looks good. Right. Hey, matter of fact, I forgot to say this in the open. I got LeVon Whitaker joins us. Okay, he here we go. Join us to talk about the press conference Saturday and Muffet McGraw getting her statue. Shout out to Muffet McGraw, though. Real talk. That's a that's an OG legend at Notre Dame. Well-deserved statue outside of Notre Dame Stadium and the Purcell Pavilion. Shout but, out to VK as well, getting her that statue. Don't just <laughs> not just a Rike. I mean, it's a lot, of, you know. Neil Ivy got a first championship. Yeah. Oh, Neil's uh, statue Ruth is Riley, coming. So. Two of Neil's statues should be coming soon. One uh, playing, one coaching. Something different. That's spinning it different right there. Made a nice spinach, raspberry, blueberry with some, you know, vanilla whey. The spinach though in there, get the green. Yeah, I put the spinach in there for the greens. Raspberry, it's pretty nice, dude. The vanilla way. I'm trying to get on the smoothie kick to kind of supplement my breakfast because I'm terrible at breakfast. Left, I never eat breakfast. That's good. You're not supposed to. I never eat breakfast. I'm always like one or two o'clock before I eat my first meal, and I, yeah, I have let to. your body let your body do its thing, man. It's probably telling you you don't need nothing this early. No, left. I gotta do better. I gotta get some vitamins in my body, girl. Man, you got man. Listen, your body produces certain minerals every time, every couple of days. It gets you a good sleep, some good water in the morning. You gonna be straight. Maybe hit an apple or two. You like apples? Yes, man. But they're apple, too powerful. Yeah. Apples are way too powerful when you mix them with other things. The apple taste mm. dominates. That's true. Okay, it dominates. So I had last night. You know, in the winter. I love tangerines in the winter. Oh man, love them in the summer. In the winter time, tangerines. The little cuties. The little. Yes, my wife yo. bought a whole bunch of cute. Dude, my wife goes crazy when she knows my daughter's coming home. The grocery shopping list is like three times what it is when we're here. Yeah, you like? Wait a minute. We getting we getting the pop tarts I used to like. Oh, what you what's what's going on around here? Right. <laughs> she gets the red carpet treatment. You treat your boy. Like man, you can go get, get you, whatever. Yeah, you want. get you some oatmeal. They get you all the stuff that you need to have, but you don't want. I like the like the, the funyuns and all that too. You know what I mean? Oh, the funyun. My my daughter loves the funyuns with the uh, flame of hot joint. That but see, you go that route, you might as well get the bake the baked flame of hot. So that's the. So how are you know. feeling, Notre Dame fans? Are you happy? <laughs> Just be honest, Jared Parker. Is about to take the job as head coach of Troy, according to reports. Uh, someone said Pete Thamel said it's almost a done deal. Left, I mean, 
we had no idea. We came in prepared to, uh, like I said, talk Mike Brown, talk Marcus Freeman, the press conference, and some of the things they talked about. And this news breaks, and it's like, yo, this is this is really crazy. This is really crazy. I, yeah, because it, it just exposes Marcus Freeman again to how's it goes. Oh, it exposes him to something. Well, it exposes him back to what is the identity and the and where is the control of the team at? Mm. Because we talked about moving in two different directions, and and this is a another premium example of why. Marcus Freeman is pushing transfer as a win now approach, like we're going all in for a season, overhauling the entire offense, going in and and I guess making a statement that we don't have enough to get done on the team. So whoever we're bringing in, we're looking to go undefeated and win a championship. So I told him that was told you guys that was a setup because this is a year, especially with the first year of the playoffs, where you can kind of fill it out. Yeah, you have the regular season. And the quarterbacks in the room that's been there long enough that can win these games that we need to win. We don't necessarily need a Riley Leonard to play this schedule we have in the regular season. So Pete Thamel just put a story up on ESPN and uh, he said Troy is set to hire Jared Parker. So it looks like it's, if it's not a done deal, it is approaching the finish line. Man. And this is why I said that we should have got a walk on. Get a high-powered walk-on, help develop the scout teams, and then put a lot of focus on your guys that's been there. If we did it that way, Jared Parker leaving would be inconsequential. Now you got to answer to all these transfers you done paid all this money to what the offense is going to look like. You think he felt the pressure? Because it's a lot le less pressure on Jared Parker at Troy than it would have been as the OC at Notre Dame this year with Riley Leonard. Just like I said with Marcus Freeman, Jared Parker's whole thing was, man, you asking me to be a top-tier offensive coordinator replacing my quarterback every year? Yeah. No chance. On top of not being able to run, I guess, his own version of his offense, I think the challenge and, and the type of pressure to win every week is, is that much more for a second-year offensive coordinator at a place like Notre Dame. So. Now you have a lot of questions and no answers for these transfers you got coming in because we know that Riley Leonard is a project, not a finished one, but a, a have-done project. So to bring in a whole new offense, whole new coordinator, it's just going to be interesting to see how it fits with the offense. Hey, man, let's bring in our boy. Big time, fam. I haven't seen him in a while. I missed him when we were up there for the Ohio State game. And, uh, yo, it's going to be good to talk to him or bring him back on the show. Like you said, we had no idea that we we're going to be bringing them on today to talk about this. But with the current news, that's just something else to talk about with our brother, big time friend of the program from AB757 News down in the bend, none other than our guy, LeVon Whitaker. Yes, he joins us right here on Lucky Lefty Podcast. What's up, bro? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing, man? Hey, let me tell you something. I was seconds away from texting you on Saturday night, like, yo, we came down there and stole two from y'all, man. <laughs> I was about to mess with you. And that right. got Jimmy Buffett's had to come back. Hey, he winner now. Hey, Jimmy, Buck, Jimmy Butler doing what he needed to do against Chicago really saved me, really saved me. Because <laughs> he, he was scaring me. You guys, let me tell you something. I was talking to someone this weekend before we get into Notre Dame. I said, man, I don't care what's going on right now. The Miami Heat scared the hell out of me. 
Really? Dude, they scared it. First of all, because I know they know how to get a team ready. Right. But they don't really stress. See, they don't they stress. Play, they players. play chess when everybody else is playing checkers, right? They don't really worry about seeding and all of that, dude. They build their team to win anywhere in the springtime, bro. Doesn't matter. They playing at home or on the road. That's the way Riles sets everything. I say that's the that's the Pat Riley mindset. They, they always find rookies to come in and be effective, man. My boy. My boy out there killing him, boy. That guy, Jaime J, is out there getting it done, hey, bro. He getting it done about the, what, he like a, a couple of games away from um, tying or breaking Dwayne Ways. Yeah. Scoring Rick record. Scoring record. Yeah. That's incredible. So it, let's go ahead and transition yesterday, man. How special was it to be around? And Malik and I were talking about this. Well-deserved honor given to Muffet McGraw yesterday well deserved man and to have her predecessor be the point guard that brought her her first championship i mean everything is just like full circle man it had to be incredible to be there and to experience that yeah it was awesome man you know we actually brought muffet onto the show on on saturday um at abc 57 had her in studio and you know what she's meant to the program in the community man you, you can see it in full force Sunday morning, you know, just the media, it was, it was hard <laughs> just getting no ideas. It's just media hard getting to the, the camera deck over there mm-hmm. because of, you know, what she means to South Bend and, you know, still living in the area, still putting in work and still interacting with the community, man. It was, it was a heck of, a, heck of an environment, a great job. I know today and we like, we're going to do this right before the Purdue game the team. That she won our first national championship against, as you mentioned with the head coach, the predecessor, who was the point guard, you know, during her first national championship. Yeah, that's an absolutely wonderful moment, man. And once again, kudos to Muffin McGraw. And like you said, bro, you said it as well as it could be said, what she means not only to the athletic program and the presence that's still there, but what she meant to that community. Right. Now let's get to it, man. Hey, let's get to it, bro. You just, There's no way coming off that press conference you saw this coming this morning. Absolutely no way. Was there like buzz around the bend that this was a possibility? I ain't, I haven't heard anything. We were like you said, we were just there Saturday at 1.30. It was no talks or anything. It was all focused on Mike Brown, which makes you think what the heck was going on with Parker while Freeman and, and Brown are in the press conference at Notre Dame Stadium. And like, yeah. I just looked at it and saw it 10 minutes before I jumped on here. Hell, like, what do you think Mike Brown's thinking? He like, wait a minute. <laughs> Right, like, what about the is, is Mike Brown the interim OC? Yeah, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it's unfortunate for a guy like Marcus Freeman, third year, rotating through two offense coordinators unexpectedly, unexpectedly. But then you asked and 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 and, and to get in the season and be like, oh, we got to win all these games, and it just seems like it's two steps forward and a, and a couple steps backwards every time. And on top of that, not steps backwards, man, but for the second straight season, the offense coordinator that makes the pitch to the transfer quarterback you bring in leaves. Like that had, I don't know if that's ever happened to a big time college football program back to back years. Like, is Mike Brown the one? Do you think they stay in house with Mike Brown or Gino Gaduli, or do they go through a national search? I, 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 
I think it's no different than when you're looking at the transfer portal. Like I heard Malik earlier saying, like, you know, at some point, basically, they got to develop in-house. You know, you got to focus on what's in-house, guys you're bringing in if you want to create some continuity and all that stuff. So I think you got to kind of do that with the coaching as well. Uh, but at the same time, the portal changes are just as lethal as the coaching changes. Like you got to adapt to the times. At some point, you're gonna have to bring a guy in that's gonna that's gonna bring impact right away, whether that be player and coach, player or coach. So I think Notre Dame is is, is trying to figure it out. But I'm not. I, I really don't know, man. To be honest with you, I I would like to see a guy like Dylan get the job. I think yeah. he's capable. Yeah. Um. But I, I and yeah, I think he and Al Golden. I kind of like taking tack, tick for tack for stars, how just they want to be dominant in a respectful, uh, you know, leading the offense, leading the defense. And doing this comes through experience too. Yeah. You know, if you, if you have more stabs at it, the better you get, the -hmm. more we keep restarting guys goes to our point of why you need to develop and put on the field, the product that you already have in house. And a lot of this situation is now going on two years in a row where the quarterback in house should have been the one playing. Especially if, okay, you say you want to bring in Sam, he's better talented, whatever, but you didn't support Sam with the guy that recruited him. Marcus Freeman ain't calling no plays on offense. So to to be let down in, in instances like that, I think, you know, somebody's not having those real conversations amongst the coaching staff. If I'm Marcus Freeman, I'm like, look, before we go dive into any transfer or anything, are you here or not? Because <laughs> I'm going to just go with C.J. Carr and the boys in the room if you want to dip out or, or you don't have to be sneaky. Because I definitely think it makes it way harder for Marcus Freeman to be in this position than to be in the position of, of trusting your guys. Think about a guy like Dabo Sweeney who openly said, no, we ain't going transfer. We're sticking with Kate Klubnik. So if in that situation, if the O.C. leaves, that's fine. You still got a veteran guy that knows enough about the guys around them to give you something better than a first-year product. Riley Leonard's coming in at a disadvantage outside of him being um, at a disadvantage from a relationship and communication standpoint. He's at a disadvantage with coming into a new system with everything being new. How do you apply your talents to something where nobody's on the same page yet and you got, what, four or five months to do that? So it's, it's a... Another unique experience for Marcus Freeman his third offseason, but I think it impacts them all the same. You know, I think it is all the same impact where these are, in my opinion, giant news headlines for a guy that's going into his third year. Like these headlines are just as exciting as the headlines that he had coming in, where you're like, man, this is they sound like they're running around trying to find answers. You can't be in your third year with this much transition? Because I don't even think Coach Kelly had this much transition. Let's be serious. When was the last time Coach Kelly had to get a new OC every other year? So. It, like, look, it's crazy. How you've been down there, bro, because we're not there. How do you think he's been hope? This has been some crazy stuff. Like, as soon as the season is over, game at Stanford, they get back to South Bend and everything just went haywire. Dude. Like, how do you think Marcus Freeman has kind of held up and being able to go ahead and make sure that the program continues to move forward in a positive manner. 
I think he's using the same tactic that, that got him the job in the first place. He just a, 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 a he's a player's coach. He's a young coach. He's not even four years old. When you see him out here interacting, I mean, the guys at the Mexican restaurant up the street, he, yeah, he's walking into Whole Foods and different groceries. He's who he is, right? He's a, the same guy that got him the job, and I think that's what we see here in the community. Uh, that's that's helping Marcus Freeman. You know, you can relate to him. He's your average guy but he wants to be a winner at the end of the day. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a powerful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. So, uh, when you got that ace in the hole like Al Golden, he probably feels great. <laughs> you know, in situations, he could be like, yeah, that was my hire. He's rocking with me, and I can see the development over two years. We're literally not getting any development from the offense these last since Marcus Freeman's been there. Hell, when Marcus Freeman was there, it was a different offense. You had Tommy running things the way he did with Drew Pine. You get in there with a Sam Hartman with no OC. It's like we got a car without the steering wheel. And now you get Riley Leonard. Now Riley Leonard seems like a worse transfer impact. Unless we hired his Duke old coach. Well, Chris Johns, I don't know if I want to go that route. Exactly. So then you got to think, okay, if I'm Chris Mitchell. <laughs> right. Chris Mitchell was like, well, shoot. I thought we was going to come in there. Um, I can help with my experience. They told me we was going to do this and that. Now he's leaving. I'm no gosh. different than a freshman in high school coming into college. No idea what direction things are going to go. Wow. So this is definitely spelling problematic getting into the season. I'm not going to be surprised if we're struggling early on offensively. Because it makes sense. I mean, how do you not? Anybody that we've seen successful in college football is a is – a, Offense that has at least one or two years under their belt and a whole bunch of organization on one side of the ball. We're organized on defense, and we see the benefit. Top 10 defense. Everybody that Marcus Freeman's had his hand on hiring has been productive in in some way. So it just goes back to maybe Marcus Freeman needs to get full control of the program. Lucky Lefty Podcast right here, my boy. The Anoa boys, Lucky Lefty himself, Malik Zaire, our special guest from ABC 57 down in the bin. LaVon Whitaker joins us right here on the Lucky Lefty podcast. Okay, let's move to what the main topic was going to be today, and that was the press conference on Saturday. And the first practice, everything was buzzing, news around CJ Carr, walked through the day before, and then the practice on Saturday, you have recruits in the building taking in you know, practice for the Sun Bowl. And then Marcus Freeman meets with the media. 
And it was so funny because the assumption in the question was, well, we know these are the two guys that are going to start at left tackle. And Marcus Freeman's like, no, actually, <laughs> this is the new guy that's won the job at left tackle. As you sat there, was it a shock to you or as shocking? Or was it something that you pretty much heard was a possibility due to the way he was performing in practices during the season? Um, I wasn't surprised, you know, that Freeman said that, hey, it's not the guy that you basically said it's not the guy that everybody's been assuming it would be the same for the right tackle. Hey, we got some competition over there as well. Um, and I say it's not a surprise because when you have when you know that a guy like Joe Alt is leaving, you got to open up all possibilities. You know, when you have Zeke Carell, who Ashton Craig, you think that you would think that Ashton Craig is the reason that Zeke Carell entered the transfer portal. Yeah. You, you got to open up all possibilities and see who play, who plays well with who. You don't have the veteran leadership of Joe Alt anymore. You don't have Blake Fisher over there to lead the you know to lead the other side of that offensive line. So you you gotta you know switch out pieces and see who not only performs athletically the best, but who can perform right. the scheme the best, who can perform you know who can communicate the best on the on the front line. So I think that's you know. It, it, I don't think it was a surprise to any of not to me at least, but probably most of the people in the media room that day. And what else stood about stood out about you when he talked about preparation for the Sun Bowl? I know he's excited to have the guys that they were able to retain that decided to come back. That definitely helps out that defense and keeps that defense on track to be another great defense next year in 2024. But I think that also helps with the lack of inexperience or the inexperience that he talked about. I'm not just starting like first-time quarterback. He was like the two running backs, <laughs> first-time starters as well, and the tackles in that game. So it's so a lot of inexperience offensively, and it's good to have those guys on the defense coming back to play in the Sun Bowl. I think Marcus is um, much like Oregon State. They probably just – they probably not too – they're like, hey, we going to do what we got to do what we got because Oregon State is, you know, the same type of train wreck right now. Right. In and out of the portal. So uh, and coaches as well, heck, the head coach, you know, so uh, you got an interim head coach. You got to even though you hired a new head coach. It, it's a lot going on on both sides. I don't think I think, like you said, I got my defense. That's it's, it's static. It's stable. It ain't going right. nowhere. It is what it is. We got who we got um, offensively. We, what are you going to do about it? This is your time to go out there. And um, well, not that Parker may not be here. It was your time to go out there and, uh, you know, throw, out, throw, throw something on the board and see what sticks. But now you got to kind of go back, back to the drawing board. You don't have a chance. You stuck you here. Yeah. You probably could have run your offense. Your only hope probably is Gino and Dillon doing this hand-in-hand -hand with Steve Angeli, who they both know, and a running back, and Jeremiah Love and Jadarian Price, Jabron Payne, those guys that can help you out um, in this matchup. What's your confidence level? And Steve Angel. Just from what I think I said this the other day, bro. I was there in the spring. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to be around in the fall. When I was there in the spring, wasn't overly impressed with Steve Angel. But then I watched him play and I was like, okay, this is not the same quarterback I saw in the spring. Doesn't mean that he's a world beater, but he's nowhere near the player he was. I see a little gain in confidence. And some coaching has taken place. What confidence level does that put you at going into this Sun Bowl game with how he can perform? If I had to rate it on a scale of one to ten, I would say a seven. Mm. Um, I think 
the the best thing about Steve Angeli that is he's had to be a competitor the last two years. You were behind Pine and Buckner, now you're behind Hartman, now you behind Riley Leonard. You've had to be the competitor and you had to you had you've had absolutely no weight on your shoulders to go out there and run the offense. Mm-hmm. Um so to go out there and be a starter, I think it's the same thing. What you got to lose? Ain't nobody here to take your spot right now. You're going to throw in Kenny Minchie. Uh, God bless the kid, but he's a freshman. But, um, you know, is he a threat? I don't think so. Um, you have nothing to lose. Go out there, play your game. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. The run game is your best offensive weapon. Get the job done. You got two big two big wide outs that are back healthy, according to Freeman, Deion Cozy, Jaden Thomas. Get it to your get it to your wide house, get it to your tight end, Cooper, Cooper Flanagan. Um, but run the damn ball. It's, 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 <laughs> I mean, you know what? That's right to do. That's the music. This might be the, the most fun Marcus Freeman is gonna have in the game. He wants to run the ball anyway. So, like, expect Notre Dame to run the ball 60% of the time, 55% of the time, right. take shots with their big receivers on the outside. Take some shots on the inside with their speedy guys, Jaden Greathouse, and then get Faison to take the top off the ball. A little bit of Caleb Smith, KK here and there, and then let that defense take over, exactly. right? And get after a young quarter, third string quarterback. <laughs> so Xavier Watts gets a pick six here, and then Notre Dame can get away with the W. Just win the game. I right. think that's what Marcus Freeman is saying. Hey, we just got to find a way to win this game. Yeah, and, and then we defense, can move forward. Your defense is going to be the, the reason why I think Al Golden is going to have a lot of fun, just um, for lack of better terminology, torturing Oregon State's offense. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Let's forecast after the Sun Bowl, and let's say Notre Dame comes away with the win, right? Now, do we have to worry about, man, teams are coming after Dylan McCullough, teams are coming after Al Golden. Like that could be like, it's already been a tumultuous off season for Marcus Freeman. If you add that to the mix after the Sun Bowl, man, even for Marcus Freeman holding it together, I would think he would have a private moment in his office with a nice little uh, nightcap. Like, man, <laughs> this is wild. Man, if I'm Marcus Freeman, I'm 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 building a a carriage house for Al Gold in the backyard. I don't want him going nowhere. You know, I need all eyes on him. And to be honest, I think if he was going to get, if Al Golden was going to leave, he would have been done it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think teams would have tried to poach him by now. Um, I don't, I just don't see this Sun Bowl, any bowl game right now. If, if you're not in the playoffs, if you're not in a New Year's Six Bowl, uh, especially the Sun Bowl, I don't think it means anything to, I don't think it improves the stock for anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh It'd be impressive if Notre Dame pulls it off with the lack of uh, players and staff that they have um, before the, you know, as, as opposed to the first 12 games of the season. Um, but, I mean, you don't got them, and it's kind of the the, the, the environment of college football. Hey, ain't nobody going into the, into the bowl game, especially a meaningless bowl game yeah. with uh, with the same guys they played the first 12, they played the 12 games within the regular season. So, I, I – I think dealing is. I don't think dealing is safe. I think because what dealing did in the first twelve get in the twelve games of the regular season, he's a high commodity anyway, and an even higher commodity. Like I said, Al Golden, uh, one of the best defensive coordinators, if not the best in the country, uh, as far as improvement from year one to year two. 
So what's the coverage going to be like for you? And we thank you and appreciate you for getting up and giving us some time, bro. Um, what's the coverage like for you with this signing day coming up for this 2024 class? Uh, you know, because we so – and just because of the the uh, there's just the way the job is, is painted out as a sports reporter right now uh, at ABC 57, we so knee-deep into uh, college basketball, and, I, and I'm knee-deep in high school basketball hosting the show. Um we 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 see the sign. We see the guys when they get here. You know, when we get to see CJ Carr here, um, obviously that's the one we all waiting for. We know he's here. We're just waiting on a, a chance to see him at the podium. Um, but other than that, we chilling. You know, we chilling, and we and we just waiting on that day where we get to see the freshmen um, and the transfers, just like we did um, last earlier this year. Rather with you know guys like Javante, Gene Baptiste, Thomas Harper, all those guys. So um, we we just waiting on that time. You know, we can get our hands on. Uh, uh, Riley Leonard and CJ Carr when they get here. And before you go, your first impression of new wide receiver coach Mike Brown. Uh man, outside of the beard, he looked just like Chancey Stuckey. But uh <laughs> that's what I thought originally. But uh I, I think he gonna uh, you know it's, it's kind of hard to tell. I think he's a stand-up guy. I, I mean just off first impression. Um obviously we'll see how that goes, but uh, he has a decent track record, you know. Um confident. Confident. He got to the podium. He was confident. Um, he didn't sugarcoat. Hey, I ain't seen nothing but one or two practices. <laughs> I can't give you a scouting report on these guys. It is what right. it is. We'll see what we're working with um, after the bowl game. All right. Give us your prediction. Some bowl. Oregon State takes on the fighting Irish. How do you see it playing out? And are you going to be down there? Because last year, let me tell you something, man. You did an absolute fabulous job with your coverage last year at the Gator Bowl. Appreciate like that. You both both sides of the fan bases, man. The coverage you had all week was absolutely fantastic. Guys, lock in with LeVon Whitaker, man. He does great work covering, like you said, women's basketball, the fighting Irish on the gridiron, even local high school basketball. Like, you know, I'm I'm entrenched in Chicago basketball, and I keep up with you, you know, just to see what's going on in that area in Indiana. But you know, how is it gonna play out with you guys? Are you guys gonna be tag teaming? down in uh el paso well first of all it's mutual man because I, I you know i got a lot of a lot of uh good a lot of close friends over in chicago so uh growing up in gary man you know we always you know we sometimes we play the simians and we yeah so now you get to see those you know the other teams now i, I definitely look forward to hearing what you got seeing what you got to say and keeping us updated on the chicago news but uh we are not going to the sambo uh okay so we had a pretty long regular season going to ireland and nc state louisville Duke, Clemson. So we had a pretty long regular season. Um, so we're not traveling to the Sun Bowl, but um, we be, we be um, we we have some recap, man, and talk about what's going on down there on December 29th. And my prediction, man, I, I haven't had 300 years in a couple of weeks uh, for football. <laughs> I'm gonna say, I'm man, I'm gonna say 31, 14, 31, 10 Notre Dame. Ooh, and I, I, can, I can see that. I, can I, see that. I, I just got so much faith in Al Golden in this defense. Now, unless something happened between the next 11 days with Al right. Golden, that's my prediction. <laughs> what you got, though? What you, what, y'all, what y'all thinking on this one? Well, left, all right, left is so disrespectful. Left has been disrespectful to every opponent this year for Notre Dame. <laughs> He's been disrespectful to every single opponent. I think the defense is going to stifle Oregon State. 
I agree. Oregon State scored probably like in the 13 points. And uh, I, I would say it. something like 28 to 13, but same, around the same area. Yeah, that would get yeah, the that field goal, two field yeah. goal difference, yeah. yeah. I got 21-17. Mm. I got us beating Oregon State. You, you talk about a battle of the backups. <laughs> I don't know how much Steve Angeli has in him to be able to produce over 21 points. Sounds like we won't have an offensive coordinator. We won't have our two left and right tackles. I think this is a challenge for Marcus Freeman, probably a tougher one that he's ever had. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game, but the good thing is we still got a defense that's solid. But it, it, I think this game will also show how much Steve, right, how much Steve can be an impact for this football team. Yeah. Is he going to be the answer? Is he going to be the constant in in this to be able to – uh, to carry the ship as we're making all these transitions. I think this is a great game. This is a great game for Steve to prove his worth. You don't have all the, the glitz and glamour around you, but you have the biggest wealth of knowledge about the offense. And, you know, leadership matters a lot in games like this because that's what it's going to take. So I think that at the end of the day, this is a great test run for Steve Angeli to know if he should transfer or not, but also for Marcus Freeman to get adjusted to what needs to be done moving into the offseason. Once again, Lucky Lefty Podcast, we are so appreciative to have. Man, it's good, bro. I saw my other brother, that I saw Drew walking up to the stadium for the Ohio State game. I was like, yo, where's my other brother? He was like, yo, he's in the stadium. <laughs> so it was good to see him. I missed you. I can't wait to get back down there. You know, one of these press conferences soon, man. Dap it up, break bread with you, man. Because sure. I missed you guys over the summer. And then uh, on top of that as well, uh, just know that our show, I got Ken Gibbs, is one of our guests that people love from Locked On ACC. And he's a capper. So, so he literally has like people that watch our show now reaching out to him, connecting with him, right? That are that are nukes, and I already know what you are, bro. So I know the bros. I know the bros are probably gonna be watching. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. It's everyone there. I, I know the bros are probably gonna be watching, and when they find out, oh snap, Levon is okay. Yeah. They're gonna be hitting us up like, "Hey, hey, how can we connect?" Let them know how people let people know how they can connect with you on Twitter and Instagram. To all all the cues worldwide, man. Root to the bros, man. And um, I'm all on social media, man. Let me see what my so my social names are because I forget, man. Uh, Twitter Levon Wit underscore TV. That's L E V O N W H I T T underscore TV, and on Instagram. Levon, L-E-V-O-N underscore with W-H-I-T-T. You find me everywhere on social media. I'm on every platform. Um, and then, man, yeah, that's that's about it, man. You search me on ABC57's website. And I, I had a quick question. Actually, I got an email this morning, if you don't mind, from a, yeah. uh, from a viewer of ours. Um, and he, he's really curious about understanding college football and why do players enter the transfer portal or declare for the NFL draft just prior to the bowl games 
earning a spot in the bowl isn't easy for a team. And Notre Dame losing 11 starters to either the draft or portal, including Hartman, Estimate, Merriweather, and Cam Hart. He just doesn't understand why he doesn't wait to after postseason play. Now, I have my response, but I want to get, you know, throw that out there for y'all to see if y'all, you know, y'all could give a, you know, I know we know all know what it is, but, you right. know, putting your own words why that is the case. As the athlete left, you can go ahead because you've actually had Out, outside of outside of training. I don't see the reason for kids to do it. I mean, you done played all them games. Sam Harper done played fifty games plus in his career. You opted not to play this last one. It doesn't make too much sense to me. But you know, if we're thinking about the program, I would hope Marcus Freeman would have had the conversation with Sam to be like, "Look, I need you to." sit this one out for the betterment of the program. So if that was the case, I think it makes more sense for a guy to sit out. But other than that, I mean, to weigh everything on possibly being injured one game, I mean, you know, I, I look back on being an old head now and being like, all them games and opportunities to play, you would die for those opportunities now. And so to, I think there's very few situations where it makes sense. Like I said, if you're going to be a top five pick, I get it. Hell, if you're a top five pick, you don't even do combine stuff for real. So uh, it is an interesting thing that I think has become more of a trend than it is an actual reason for kids to do this. Because not all these kids sitting out are first-round picks. Let's just be honest. Even Aldrich, I doubt, is a first-round pick. Not that he won't get picked up high, but – you know, so <laughs> outside, my only thing is, if it's not because of Marcus Freeman asking guys not to to join the bowl game, or if you're not a first pick of the draft, I don't really see the point of it. And the way I look at it, bro, is, you know, I'm going to speak from what I heard from Marcus Freeman, which was he didn't agree with all the decisions, but he supported them, as he said. But I know when someone asked him, he, for the last month and a half, man, when it comes to Sam Hartman, he has been, his his reactions to certain questions have shown that, like, I don't know if that relationship was yeah was all good towards the end of the season. I really don't. Because you could tell when they asked him about Sam opting out, he was like, man, ask Sam. I was like, whoa. Okay. And uh, I think it varies depending on, like, yeah, it varies. We knew Joe Alt wasn't playing. And we, I knew Joe Alt wasn't playing. <laughs> right? That, that was expected. Right. Uh, Blake Fisher, uh, you know, Maris. I understood Maris from the standpoint of Maris has had a long list of injuries at Notre Dame. Right? He gets the invite to the senior bowl. It's like, okay. You know, if you sat down with your representation and your family and you felt like, yo, it's been a long season, let's rest our body a little bit and then ramp it back up in preparation for the senior bowl, I understand from that standpoint. But I, I'm kind of, you know, I wish players did take these bowl games as serious, you know, because I'm watching the L.A. Bowl Saturday night with UCLA and Boise State. Is that a new bowl game? I think it is, bro, or a, an older bowl game that's just changed names and locations. Yeah, I'm like, I never heard of the L.A. bowl. That's not kind of cool. But, yo, when those young men stepped on the field, they played like they wanted to be there. Yeah. You know, and I think most guys, if they actually stepped on the field, they would play like they wanted to be there. So it's a sad state 
of where we are in college football and how things have changed and how they might end up getting worse, you know, moving forward. But expansion might alleviate that with, with certain bowls. But, yeah, I understand the angst from, you know, your listener yeah. and, the guy, and, and the fan. And um, I understand certain guys and then certain guys, I'm like, ah, okay. I love it. Yeah, I thought it was – I agree that I think it's, it's become more of a trend for so many players to do it. Mm-hmm. Um but I also think the other part of it is, like you said, we know Joe Austin not going to play. I think the injury factor is huge. Um, I, I, and first round, but I said I would even say first three rounds. If you if you go in the first three rounds, uh, you probably want to sit out to avoid the injury again. You think like, what's one more game? You've been out. You've been out here twelve games for the last three four seasons, and you ain't been worried about injury. That's what I'm saying. It's yeah. like now all of a sudden, come on, man, come on, now, give me a better right. reason. But I think the one name, and obviously it's a lot of names, but the one name that rings in everybody's head should be Jalen Smith. You know, you think of what happened to him, what took place. You're absolutely right. And and like you said, Jalen Smith's one-on-one. Exactly. Merritt ain't no Jalen Smith. Exactly. I mean, not not to discredit Merritt, but we just being apples to apples here. And that was, like I said earlier, the situation where you do sit out. Jalen Smith could be making a hundred million right now. Facts. Just if he didn't play the game. Now in the moment, I'm not gonna lie. That was a that was a classic game environment. You got Joey Bosa, Zeke Elliott, Jalen Smith on the field, Will Fuller. So it was a star-studded event. Which, at the heat of moment, I cannot blame Jalen for wanting to play in that game. Because <laughs> hell, I mean, first round pick. Hell, Joey Bosa played in the game. He just got kicked out first drive. So. I do think that, uh, man, that's a rare situation. But even in that moment, I feel like it would be hard to convince Jalen not to play either. It's just the luck of the draw. It's like anytime you go out there, you you have a chance of getting hurt. That's what's so, what's so funny is uh, <laughs> you talk about these fighter pilots, right? And fighter pilots culture, they share their wives, which to everybody outside of fighter pilot culture, seems a little crazy hell it is crazy but because they know subconsciously when they go out there that they might not return mm. they want somebody to love them their wife the way they love them that's why they swap wives and all that crazy stuff you hear about but that's the same thing going into these football games every opportunity think about it you trained 20 years to get ready for this for three or four seasons and these 10 or 12 opportunities each year to play and you put so much into it, and then shit. In my case, you get hurt the second game of your career, getting going. You know, you like, damn, right? Like I could have said, oh, I don't want to play against Virginia because, you know, I'm that's beneath me. No, it was it's the another next game on the schedule. You go out there and and go out all out. So when it comes to the bulk, I think it's just an easy thing for guys to decide between because there is no game after, and the in the bowl games significance isn't as much as it was previous i remember you know in the early 2000s in bowl games meant everything everything yeah you know even if it wasn't going to the championship it felt like a championship because there was some great matchups you know you think of uh baylor versus boise state and you know oklahoma versus boys there's a ton of classic games that it meant more now because so many guys are you know in this this free enterprise market (laughs) 
that everybody's trying to be more individualized in how they make their decisions, which is cool because yeah. we know that the system itself doesn't gear towards, you know, keeping guys necessarily the safest. But it's it goes back to are we going to take the the strategy of the professional leagues? I like the idea of schools having trust funds for kids and the NIL coming through that. Because even when Jalen Smith got hurt, he had an insurance policy, but it would have been even better and probably more money if he was able to collect that trust fund check by at Notre Dame after the game, you know. So the transfer portal, the way we play it, I think it, we're almost counter to how it works. But you got to have faith in Marcus Freeman because at the end of the day, as much as we probably don't like to see as many guys sit out, we're also really excited because of the fact that we got a lot of opportunity for young guys that we've been wanting to play for a long time and even guys coming in yeah. that we want to see them get some action, a.k.a. Aeneas Williams. Shout out to him. You know, I, I really want to see him play next year. So it's a good transition, maybe not the way we want to do it, but it happened in the same way. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Once again, we appreciate our good brother, LeVon Whitaker, ABC 57 News, joining us. And, um, yeah, man, I'll be seeing you real soon, man. I know we got some press conferences coming up, like you said, with the transfers, and I'm definitely sliding down to the bin in the coming weeks. So, man, have a great holiday, bro. Eternal blessings and favor to you. and your Man, how's your, how's your pup, man? Oh, the dog is good, man. He he he's good. He was actually just here. What's today? Monday. He just left yesterday, so he he stays in Indy with my girl and her family. But uh, yeah, he's he's a lot better, man. I appreciate you for asking. Bro. Oh, absolutely, man. Turn, man. Always worried about. I love <laughs> you know. I love my canines, bro. I love my canines. All right, bro. Have a great holiday. Safe travels, man. If you're going somewhere, and I'll chop it up with you soon. For sure, man. I'll be in touch. Absolutely. That's Avon Whitaker, ABC, ABC 57 News down in the bend, uh, giving us some insight on, yo, Jared Parker, the press conference and left. This, this is a crazy, man, Notre Dame never fails us. I tell people all the time, there's enough meat on the Notre Dame media bone for everybody. So there's always something to talk about. And the fact that we talk 365 every day or we, at least we try to, shows you just how much Notre Dame controls the media market in the Midwest and even nationally in college football. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, Lilo Galante said, SD, how do you feel about the parking situation? I mean, my only issue is the fact that with the second straight year, the guy that brought in a transfer quarterback is no longer here. That's my biggest issue, man. That's I'm not like a people. I was along the lines of allowing Jared Parker to have a second year. Yeah, I mean, shoot, we all were. Tommy, Tommy Reese wasn't good. And he was given a chance. And I think he's improved. I was giving Jared Parker the same opportunity, bro. The same opportunity, but now he's no longer here. Left, we come back. Um, 
we come back, left on to chop it up and get into some of this press conference and what Marcus Freeman had to say. All right. Lucky Lucky Podcast. We spin it there. 